Okay. Ach. Hine das hargasha zu hub vechinas memale kolami. Okay, so this idea, this idea of das that we've been talking about, and this idea of hargasha, right? The idea of recognition, of feeling, right? That a person is able to recognize, just like a soul fills the body, that as we were discussing last time, it's not something that he has to take a leap of faith for. It's something that I could see. When I look at a person, when I look at the world, I can understand that there is a chayis that's going into the world in order to make it go, so to speak. Right? That is a very clear point. So that is the level of memale coming. Okay, so we're going to be discussing now the concept of memale and saivib. Now these terms, obviously, everyone's come across many times before, but let's just make sure that we have it 100% clear, what is Mamali and what is Saiviv? Okay, Uriel, start us off. What's Mamali, what's Saiviv? Okay, so we need a little bit more description of that because we know that Saiviv, it's not, it doesn't really mean around, right? Okay, Hananya? Doesn't, but it's still a part of it. No, Nasan, let's have a try. Shot at the title here. Uh, okay, that's an easy way out. Okay, the key phrase from a Malik Lamim is the word hislapshus. Hislapshus means to become enclosed. Okay, becoming clothed within something. Another word that comes out with regards to Mamale is the word gilui. Gilui means. Three rules of Gilui. Please write this down so you know it very well. Gilui means that there is a makabel, meaning that there is a receiver of whatever is given, being given over by the mashbia. Number two. Number two. There is a. There is. The language that is being dictated is the language of the Makabal. So in other words, if I give this class in Japanese, I can give a great class, but no one's going to understand it. So it's not going to be the concept of Gilui. If a professor comes in, and he is the, uh, the greatest professor at Harvard University, and he's talking about nuclear science, and he's talking to a bunch of 10th graders, Right? If he speaks in the level that he wants to speak, or the way he knows it, or the way he gives the classes to his PhD students, the 10th graders will hear every word in English, but they won't have any idea what he's talking about. That is the opposite of Gilui. So, therefore, the person, the people that are determining the conversation are the Mekablim, the ones that are receiving it, not the Mashbia. It's dafka in the language of the Makabal. And therefore, and therefore, there must be a tzimtzum on the part, this is rule number three, there must be a tzimtzum on the part of the mashpia. The mashpia has to remove himself in the way he understands the information in order to give it over in a way that the Makabal is going to be able to receive. The famous mashal for this is the mashal that I just mentioned before, which is a teacher and a student. 
the mashpia is engaged with the student. Right? The teacher is engaged with the student. The teacher is taking into consideration who his student is. And therefore he is giving over the class in a way that the student is going to be able to understand what it is that he's talking about. That's called hislabshus. That's called gilui. Those words are synonymous. So therefore, when we say mimale kolamim, what we're talking about is an energy which is coming from Hashem, which is all about the mekabel, which means that the type of energy that's going into a, a cow is very different than the type of energy that's going into a Jewish man, which is very different from the energy that's going into a rock that's sitting outside in, on the street. Each mekabel is determining, is dictating the amount of ore, what type of ore, is coming into it. You following what I'm saying? That is the concept of, that is the concept of, that is the concept of Mimali Kalami. And therefore, that is the energy that we've been talking about up until now. The energy that I could see that a person has a life force within him, and that life force within him is animating him. And it's telling me that this person is alive as opposed to the other person who is not. Followed? Good? For this type of energy, I do not need emuna. I could see it. I could see it with my own eyes. Right? Now, obviously, as we said yesterday or whatever it was a couple of days ago, I'm not actually seeing anyone's soul, but I could see it to such an extent that with my mind's eye that it's as though I am seeing it with my own eyes. Now, what's the opposite of Hislabshus, of Gilui? The opposite is called Makif or Helam. Right? Makif means literally surrounding or transcendent, but it doesn't mean that. It means hidden. Which means we have to take all three words that we just had, all three rules that we had before, and flip them on their heads. The opposite. Number one, the mashbia could care less if there's a makabal. And therefore, the makabal is not dictating the relationship. Please write down these notes. This is going to be important for you for the rest of your learning of Hasidus for the rest of your life. Because it comes up almost every minor. Number three, there is no tzimtzum on the part of the mashbia. The makabal is not dictating the relationship. What? Or on the first line, it's on base. The example that's given for this type of energy is the example of the sun. The sun, when it's shining into the world, could care less if it's shining on a garbage heap or shining into the, into the palace of the king. It's doing the same thing. Not only that, not only that, what you do with that sunlight is also not going to impact the sun. You could put a curtain on the window and it won't shine in here. You could take the curtain off the window, it will shine in here. How much does that impact the sun exactly? Zero. Absolutely nothing. No impact whatsoever on the sun. Could care less. Right? When a person is learning for himself, let's say a person is Zal, and he's learning a piece of Gemara, and he's learning by himself, 
and you happen to be sitting next to him, and you happen to be hearing him, and you actually might be even learning from him, is he thinking about you, or is he thinking about himself? Thinking about himself. He could care less if you understand it or not. He's not learning for you. You might go out of your way to try to understand what it is that he's saying, but in terms of the person himself that's learning, he could care less if you understand or not. It's irrelevant to him. It's really irrelevant. This is the idea of Saiv of Kalamim. So can a person, so to speak, capture Saiv of Kalamim? Well, in a certain way, yes. Another example of this would be, for example, radio waves. Now, there are radio waves flying around in this room right now. It doesn't mean that I could hear the radio. I don't have a clee right now. I don't have a vessel that is able to listen to these radio waves right now. But that does not take away from the fact that they're here. But if I had a transistor radio and I turned it on and I turned on a certain station, I would be able to tune in to those radio waves. Now, that's not going to impact the radio waves. It's not going to impact the source of the radio waves. It's not going to impact anything. But I can figure out a way to tap into it. If I don't go out of my way to tap into it, they're behelim. They're hidden. You're follow- Are you starting to follow? Saiviv kolamim, which literally means to surround, does not mean to surround. It doesn't mean that it's like this energy that's surrounding the world. It's everywhere. The reason why it's called Saivev is because it's equal. It's zero, like a circle. Why is the top of the circle? Where is the bottom of the circle? Where is the side of the circle? There is no such thing. There is no top to a basketball or a bottom to a basketball. It's everywhere. Same thing. Equidistant. Same thing here with Saivev Kalamim energy. It's equidistant. It's not tailor-making itself to be understood by this person or by that person or by this rock or by that rock. It's everywhere at the same time. But it's behelim. It's not begilui. So let's go go over the words just for education purposes. Memale is called what? In other words, give me two words that are describing memale that I told you before. Hislapshus and gilui. Good. Okay, so when you see the word hislapshus, and you see the word gilui, you know it's talking about Mimale Kalamim. Now, that's not every time, because sometimes the Rebbeim will change, interchange words. But if you're looking at the letter of the law, if you see the word Hislapshus, if you see the word gilui, we're talking about Mimale Kalamim. On the other hand, the other two words that when you see, you know it's talking about Sayyid Kalamim. What are those two words? Makif and? And? Well, that's the name of it. But what's the other word that we're looking for? Oh. Que paso. So nice to see you. Okay. I didn't even realize you were here. I didn't even realize you were here. Okay, come, come. Come learn Chassidus. Okay. So, so makif. And the other word is? Helam. Helam. Good. So when you see the words makif, helam, we're talking about something that is not tailor-made for me. It's something that I can't see on a regular basis. It's not something that's obvious. Okay, we have the terminology down. We understand the concepts. 
So Mamalekul Almim is the tailor-made energy that's coming into every creation in the world right now and animating that, that, uh, particular, ener- that particular creation. And therefore, the amount of energy that's going into Hanania is different than the amount of energy that's going into the maple tree that's sitting in front of our yard. Why? Because it's tailor-made to Hanania. It's tailor-made to the maple tree. It's different. It's a different energy. And it's different from that, what energy that's going into the Malach in the world of Yitzira. On the other hand, you have the concept of Saiviv Kalamim, which is the energy which is bringing things into existence, which is going to be the same energy. That's going into the Malach, which is going into the world, which is going in here, which is going in there, everywhere. Because here you're talking about something that is on the lines of something that's infinite. So when you're dealing with something that's quote-unquote infinite, the way Hasidus describes infinite, right? It makes no difference if you're in the world of Yetzilus, and it makes no difference if you're a rock in the, on the street on, in uh, New York. It's equidistant from both of those things. Masha Enkin, Mimale Kolamim, is very different in the world of Atsilas compared to the world of Bria, compared to the world of Yitzira, compared to the world of Asiya. It's a very different experience. Because it's mislabish within the Kali of whatever the Kali is in whatever particular world we're talking about. Kabish? Good? Okay, now let's read back inside. So this concept that we've been talking about in Parak Aleph, about knowing, about something that I could really put my finger on, of Hargasha, that I could feel it, that I could see it, so to speak, with my own mindly eye, this is Mamali Kalamim. That's why we're talking about when we're saying we're talking about the world that is revealed. Right? And he brings out a particular uh, mimer that he, he, he makes reference to. But with regards to Saiviv Kalamim, right? I am Hashem, I have not changed. Or like it says in another phrase, I was before the world was created, I was after the world was created. The same Atta that we say every morning. Atta, right? You are the one mainly the same entity. It has it's not in the category of worlds. Right? What does it mean it's not in the category of worlds? It means that it's not being impacted by the worlds. The worlds are not impacting it. Go back to our example that we had before. What was the example that we had for Saiv Kalam? What's the mashal? I told you. What's the mashal? The sun. The sun's ray is shining here in the world. If it's cloudy or it's not cloudy, how much is that impacting the sun? Absolutely zero percent. That's the idea. So when it says the words, Ani shanisi, I am Hashem, I did not change, the fact that the world is being brought into existence is coming from a ray of Him. That ray is not impacting Him. It has nothing to do with Him. 
if I have a curtain, yeah, nothing. If I have a curtain, or I don't have a curtain on my window, irrelevant to the sun. Makes no difference. You are the one before the creation of the world, you are the after the creation of the world. No, the world has no impact on it. There's no thing that is impacting Hashem. It's beyond. Infinity. What's, what's going to affect infinity? Nothing. Everything is included. Are you following? Yes? Baiter. Rak bechines malchus chalavado. He malchus kol almim. What does that mean, malchus chalavado? He malchus kol almim. Namely, the Pasha Peshat is that Hashem is the king of the world. But that's not the Peshat that we're talking about. We're talking about it's only a ray. What's the difference between the king and the king's decrees? The king's decrees are what he's speaking about. But they're not him. It's not the king himself. It's his ideas. It's his words. It's his laws that he makes. It's not him. It's only a ray, an illumination. Baruch means to bless or means to bring down. Shame, which is a name. How much is the name impacting you? On the one hand, it is connected to you, everyone's name. But do you need your name? No. Yes, in a, in a community that you live in, you use your name. But it's not, <coughs> it's not you. If you lived on an island by yourself, you wouldn't need a name. Yeah? Malchus Baruch shame the ray of, right? Malchus of his Malchus. Right? Shame kavod malchuso v'lo malchuso atzmo. It's the shame kavod malchuso. It's the kavod. It's the honor. It's the glory. It's not hid itself. Before the world was created, it was just him and his name alone. That's the idea. It's only a ray from his shmo. Onto the land, meaning it's 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 a the shmo itself is already a lower level, right? It's not him, and then it's only a ray that's coming out of his shmo, which is coming down. So we're just moving further and further away from it itself. Skip the parentheses. Benikra who is barak b'shem soiviv kolal mim. This is called soiviv kolam. She'ein ha'elamos taifsim makom negdo. Right, that the worlds are not typhus makom; they don't have a place by it. Shachayoyso hamispashet toicha olamos. What? Hmm. In, 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 okay. By it, by it, basically, or opposite it, literally means opposite it. But shachayoyso mispashet toicha olamos einu kedimyon anishama mislabeshes bidmamesh. Right, tochaguf. This is the opposite of what we were talking about before. This is not like a soul that's enclosing a body. A soul that's enclosing a body, you see very clearly that the soul is impacting the body. You see a body that's alive. You see a body that's moving around. You see a body that's, you know, talking, impacting the world. 
That is the way the connection is. Over here, we're saying the opposite of that. Right? Number one, by the soul, it's impacting the body. Number two, the body is impacting the soul. Right? The body is forcing the soul to be in this type of shape, in this type of level. It's, it, the things that happen to the body impact the soul. Right? That's why it's so important to be very careful with what we do with our lives. If we, God forbid, we do something bad, it impacts our soul. Right? That's, what, that's the idea. That's what he says here. Right? It becomes impacted. It becomes affected from the things that happen to the body. And also the concept of space, and time. Cold, hot. In other words, everything that's happening around me is impacting my soul. That's the part of the soul that's coming into me. The part of the soul that's coming into me is going to be impacted by everything that is happening in my life. If I'm putting on tefillin, that's impacting my soul. If, God forbid, a person is doing an Avera, that's impacting his soul. Everything that the person is involved in in this world is impacting his soul. You following? Yes? That's the opposite of what we're talking about here because that's mislabish. When a teacher is teaching a student... Can he be talking on the telephone with someone else at the same time? No. Because he's totally engaged with the student. But at the, on the other hand, even though he's totally engaged, he's only giving over a certain portion. He's not giving himself completely over to the student. Because if he gave himself over, of who he is, to the student, right, then the student would not be able to handle what he's giving over. Because it's too much for the student. Over here, when the teacher is giving over a class to the student, whatever that class is, the ideas of that class are meant to impact the student and therefore this teacher is totally engaged to give over this particular information and not that particular information. You following? Likewise, if the students are involved in the class, obviously it's going to impact the student. If the, teacher, if the students are you know, out to lunch... So then the student, the teacher is also going to be impacted. However the students act, they're going to, everything's involved here. The sun and the earth are not that example. Number one, the sun is not deciding, I'm going to give over uh, this amount of these, you know, 100 gallons of light to this part of the world. The sun is just it, itself. It's just doing its own thing. Happens to be that the light is shining off the sun. But the sun is not making a calculated decision. I'm going to give over this much light to the world. Just is. Just shining. Similarly, like we said before, that the amount of energy that the world is either involving itself by, by putting curtains or clouds or not clouds or, you know, whatever... It, who cares? The sun could care less. You want me good. You don't want me good. Who cares? I have, no, I, have no, I have no interest whatsoever in this whole business. I'm doing my own thing. Think about the example before, what we, I said before, with, the, with regards to the student that's sitting there and learning Gemara by himself. He cares that there's a guy next to him listening to him? Not at all. You want to listen to me? Listen to me. You don't want to listen to me? Don't listen to me. I'm not doing it for you. I'm not engaged with you. You following? So that's what he's saying here. Right? So he says, But in front of him, 
may he be blessed. Hagam Mata Oh, so number one with regards to Sayyid of Kalamim, so you could say, but wait a minute. He is found here below. So therefore he is involved. But it's not, he's not captured in the limitations of space. And up and down are completely equal. There is no difference. So this is where the sun muscle a little bit breaks down because obviously there is a difference in the way the sun is shining in you know, outer space as you get closer to the sun or further away from the sun or, you know, even in this world, you know, with regards to if you're on a mountain or you're down on a mountain, whatever, and Death Valley, you know, like there's differences there. But the point is, is that that the sun itself is not caring whatsoever. If it's up, if it's down, if it's all around, and who cares? What's the difference? Here, by Saiviv Kalamim, if you're talking about the way Saiviv is interacting, with Atsilas, or Saiviv is interacting with Asiya, same thing. Not a difference. Just doing its thing. Don't think, however, when we say Saiviv, or let's use the catchphrase, Makif, it means above the worlds, or surrounding the worlds. That's not what the word Makif means. The Tzemach explains in Derech Mitzvah Makif means hidden, not surrounding. Okay, so even though soyvib sounds like it means surrounding, makiv sounds like it means surrounding, like a big circle around. That's not what it means. It means hidden because it's found here as much as it's found in the first orbit or the second orbit or wherever. Ella who nimsa besocha elamas gamke. It's found within the worlds also. Va'afal pikein who Even though it's found down here, it's not found in a way that it's making an impression on the worlds in a particular manner for each different creation. Are you guys following? Are you good? You see the language? Everyone's following the language. That's what it means when it says he's Kaddush. Kaddush means something that's separated. But not mean, it doesn't mean separated away from. It's Bashamayim of Aretz. It's here. It's in the heavens. It's in the earth. Right? It's just that it's Muvdal. It's separated. It's something that is distinct. It's not being impacted by the things around it. That's why you have to say, right, that he is equal. Whether you're talking about down here on the earth, whether you're talking about in the Shemayim, and the Shemayim here can mean the idea of the spiritual worlds. Good? Everyone's with me? Let's just take a look at the parentheses here for a second. Then he says, Meaning what? Uh, right, let, let's not get into this right now. What does Ispashtus mean? means it's spread out. And what does um, There's no measurement. It says like this. It's not in the Geder of Almin. It's not within the context of the world, and the worlds are not impacting him at all. 
makes no difference. Just like he was before the creation of the world. This level, it's not shaykh to say that there's a das for it. Think about it in terms of our, uh, whatchamacallit, think about it in terms of our example of the radio waves. It's not shaykh that you should have a das, that there's radio waves flying in the air right now. It's just not within my, it's not within my scope. It's not, that's not there. This is something that I can't see. I'm not being, so to speak, impacted with. It's not being impacted by me. And therefore, you cannot use das to figure this out. You don't feel it. It's not something that could be really understood, the concept of this infinity. The whole world is not really impacting him. Everything that we do here is not impacting. It's not, it's not changing. It's not impacting. It's not having any effect. This is something that is called emuna. That we can believe, however, that there is a concept called the Abishter that is not at all impacted by the worlds, that is not in the worlds in terms of impacting the worlds in a personal, individual, gilui way. And like we say, like in the Tehillim, that like darkness, like light, that light and darkness by him, good and bad by him, everything by him is equally distance, just like the idea of infinity. There's no difference. That's not something that I can see with my own two eyes. It's not something that I could really intellectually grasp in such a way that it's like it makes sense that I see it, that I can believe. For this, I need to make a leap of faith. For this, I have to believe that there is such a thing. It's something beyond me. So now what we've done with this second paragraph is we've basically outlined the two different possibilities. The possibility of das, via daita hayom, das, things that are within my human grasp, that it's something that I could really put my finger on, and therefore it can be internalized within me. And the concept of emuna, which is something that is not something that I can literally grasp with my human intellect that I could see with my mind's eye, but something that I could believe that this is what it is, and therefore I need a muna for that. It's a different, it's a totally different idea. Okay, so now we have to go from here, Mitzvah Shem, tomorrow, we'll continue and we're going to see what are we supposed to do with this uh, idea. just like it is dark, Ke'oira is like light, right? And you have a chafa dimyon in front of both of those words, which implies that you're not comparing A to B, but you're saying A and B are totally the same. They're totally in the same level. You can compare A to B or B to A, and they're totally equal, but they're totally different, obviously. One's light and one's darkness.